Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode number 76 of the Website Coach Podcast. And this week I'm talking about sales pages. I know, (laughs) none of us like writing sales pages, but I want to talk about the questions that you need to answer before you start writing your sales page. And that's in order to make writing your sales page easier, which, come on, is what we all want really, isn't it? I've said it before on this podcast, but every page on your website has a role. The role of your services or sales page, it's effectively the same thing is to persuade visitors to buy that service, product, course, etc. If it's the right service, product, course, etc. for them. Okay, we're not trying to sell people things that they don't need. We're not timeshare salespeople. Or at least that's not the approach that I take. We want to work with people that we can help. So how do you do that? Well, it's tempting to just start writing. Start talking about the features of what you offer maybe why you offer these. But there's an alternative that should give you better results. And when I'm talking about getting better results, what I mean by that is helping you to get more clients and more of the right kind of client. And it all starts with stepping back and thinking from their perspective. And that's what I'm going to cover in the podcast today. So this is the questions you can ask yourself and answer, of course, to ensure that you understand their perspective. And once you understand their perspective and you've been through these questions, then writing effective sales copy becomes so much easier. Not just website copy, but promotional material like social media posts, email sequences, etc. too. So let's get going. What is the first question? Well, the first question is who is it for the most? Try to think about who you most want to work with who this product or service can help the most. It's not about everybody you can sell to or everybody that might buy, but it's about who you're targeting for marketing purposes. So let's take a bit of an extreme example of a clothing range. And you might think, well, we all need clothes, okay? If you're marketing clothes, you can sell to anybody, you can market to anybody, because anybody can buy from a clothing range. And of course they could. But it would be very difficult to market the same range of clothes to, I don't know, Kim Kardashian, a busy single mum, somebody who's conscious of their weight, and my Auntie Nora. So Kim Kardashian might want to wow on the red carpet. That might be what she is looking for from a clothing range. A busy single mum might be most concerned about something that's easy to launder. Somebody who's conscious of their weight will want something that makes them look slimmer. And my Auntie Nora, well, she's going to want something comfy that does not show too much flesh and could be worn to the WI. They've all got different requirements. And it would be hard, but not impossible, to design a clothing range that wowed on the red carpet, was easy to launder, made you look slimmer and was comfy. But importantly, I'm not sure if you tried to market the same clothing range to all that you would succeed with any of them. Because you're making too many promises and nobody would be convinced it could do the ones that they were interested in well. 
So I can, and I do, build websites for lots of different small businesses. But I target my marketing to a narrower subsection. It means my copy resonates most with this group because they think I'm talking directly to them. And that's because I am. But it certainly doesn't stop others from inquiring about my services. Now, depending upon what you do, you might have several different products or services, which might appeal to different people with different requirements. And if that's the case, then I suggest doing this kind of an exercise for each. You might even have one product or service that can help different people with different problems. So I built a website some time ago for a solutions-focused hypnotherapist. She helped people who suffered from a variety of different problems, like some who suffered from anxiety, um, some who wanted to stop smoking, others who had a a phobia like a fear of flying. And the solution, each of these was the same. It was solution-focused hypnotherapy. But we actually had different services pages for each. And the reason for that was because each of the customers had a different issue and had different requirements. So one group wanted to be less anxious, another group wanted to stop smoking, another group to be able to get on a flight without needing to be tranquilized. You get the picture. So we did this exercise actually for each of those different groups of people and we ended up with different pages for each different kind of um, person uh, with a different requirement, even though the solution was exactly the same for all of them. So the question I have for you (laughs) is who is this product, service, or course for the most? The second question is why they need it. So what's the issue that you can help with? What do clients say to you? There's a reason people buy. It's always to satisfy a need or to solve a problem. Even if that need is to waste my money. (laughs) My daughter once told me when she wanted to go shopping that she wanted to go shopping to waste her money Um, She was about five or six at the time. But seriously, there's always a reason. People don't sign up to a yoga class just to do yoga. It might be to feel better. It might be to help with their flexibility. It might be because they know it's good for for them long term. Or it might be for the community. It's a good chance to escape from the house and be with like-minded people. So think about the reasons the people that you identified before buy a service, product or course like yours. Then think about how that makes them feel after they have experienced your service. What's the impact? And listen to what clients tell you. Listening is a much underrated skill. I've had several clients tell me the relief they feel when they have handed over their websites to me. Might not have even started work on them, just handing it over gives them relief. Because often they've built their own website and they know it's not up to scratch fine and has done a job, but it doesn't match the ambitions they have for their business. It's a continuous niggle, always on their to-do list to sort, and helps the relief they feel at handing it over. And then of course once they have their new website, they feel excited about their business and proud to show it off. And so knowing that is really powerful when it comes to actually writing sales copy. And the other side of this question, to think about what might happen if you don't do anything about whatever issue it is that that you solve. Now, you might not use this in your marketing copy, but it's worth thinking about it, not least because you can actually sometimes turn it around and sell the actual benefit rather than the uh, the problem. 
So I've built a few websites for sleep consultants, both those focused on babies and young children, as well as one who focused on adults. If you don't sort your sleep or your child's sleep out, it can have long-term implications. Not just on your health, but on relationships, etc. Which means you can talk about the benefits, not just to the child, but also to family, health and relationships, with a service just like yours. So the third question to think about is the solution. That's not a question, I know. (laughs) But this is where a lot of business owners start. How they can help. But as I mentioned, it's worth understanding your audience's requirements first, because then it's helpful when it comes to actually explaining what it is, what the solution is. So how do you help? And I don't mean the features of what you offer, but the solution you give. So let's give an example. A baby and child sleep consultant solution might be a better night's sleep for your child, meaning a better night's sleep for you, better family relationships for you all, and health benefits. When you're tired, you're more likely to reach for the unhealthy foods for an energy boost, and you're less likely to exercise. And that's what somebody is buying, not the four 30-minute calls or whatever it is that you give. To be honest, And if you could solve it quicker, they would be happier and willing to pay more. So when somebody buys a bespoke website from me, they're not buying five pretty pages. What they're buying is my eyes and my expertise to help them get a website that brings more clients. Or maybe a different kind of client, because many clients find they're able to attract higher spending customers with a new website. So think about the solution that you're actually giving to the problem that somebody might have. The fourth question is what worries might they have about solving the problem? Because there's often a reason, other than financial, why somebody hasn't solved the issue already. So the parent whose child doesn't sleep might be worried that sleep training their child means leaving them to cry. And they can't do that, so they don't do anything about it. Or they may be worried that you would judge them for letting their child sleep in their bed, for example. Or they may be worried it's going to take months and they're not sure they're up for that yet. So if you understand what some of their worries are, you might not be able to soothe all of their worries, but it does help to think about them and address them where you can. So think about the worries clients have had before working with you. How do you know what that is? Well... What do potential clients ask that might give a clue? Can you ask any former clients? It's a question I always ask clients once their website is live. And it's really helpful to understand from their perspective. And sometimes new things do come out when you ask people. You just, it's very difficult to understand unless you're in their shoes. Okay, the next question, question number five, is why you? You're probably not the only person or people who can solve this issue for them. But if you've correctly identified the people you can help the most, you should be the best person to help, or at the very least, one of the best. So why you? And I'm not just talking about price here. Price, it should be the last thing on the list. It might be that you've been there. You've been in a similar position to them. You can empathise and help. You might be able to provide them with the help that you wished you'd had. I know one reason clients work with me is because I'm similar to them in many respects. 
they don't want to work with a 25-year-old who talks tech speak. They may be able to build a great website, but they find it hard to communicate with them. Think about all the others you've helped who are in a similar position, the success stories, because ultimately what people buy is results. And think also about the experience and qualifications you have. Now, it depends upon the product or service you offer as to how relevant qualifications are. Now, having a degree in website design, for example, is actually not very relevant. That might surprise you, but actually on-the-job experience is much more relevant. And I say that because I've spoken to people who have gone down routes of having degrees. And certainly I had somebody working with me for a few months last year who had done a relevant degree and said that they'd learned more in three months working with me than they did on their degree because it's not always practical experience. But if you've got relevant qualifications when others operating in your space don't, and especially if you are in the health and wellness sector, then you should highlight those. Okay, number six is the frequently asked questions. So try to think of all the questions someone may have about your service. What questions do you often get asked? What questions do you think people should ask? They may not always ask them, but what do you think they should ask? You might not use all of these in your copy, but start with a brain dump and then you can work out which ones make sense to include either directly in website copy or in an FAQ section. So typical questions include things like, what's the cost? Yes, that is a very important one. And I've put in it here as a frequently asked question, not a reason to buy from you. And that's really important. People don't buy on price first. People buy because they want the result that you give and because they want to work with you. They think the process will be a good process. Price is very much further down the line. Obviously, you've got to be within that budget, but the other things are much more important. Another typical question is, how long will it take? Obviously, depending upon what it is that you do. It's a question and certainly I get asked a lot. Um, What the process is, what they need to do. And technology can help you here. So I typed into ChatGPT, what questions should I ask a website designer? And it actually gave a really good list. So you might want to try that or Google it if you get stuck. So there we are, six questions that you should ask. And I'm just going to run through them again in a moment, but six questions that you should ask and indeed answer before you start writing any sales copy for either for your website or alternatively for social media, emails, etc. And it will make it so much easier to write that sales copy if you go through this process. So this is something which I certainly do. And I do it regularly for the different services that I offer. So the first is, who is it for the most? Uh, The second is, why they need it? The third is, what is the solution that you are offering? Remember there, we need to talk about the benefits rather than necessarily the features. Uh, Number four is, what worries they might have about solving the problem and which might have stopped them solving the problem before. Uh, Number five is why you. So what you have that might be similar, what experience you might have that means that you're the right person to help them here. And number six is the frequently asked questions that you get about your uh, service or product. So I hope that's helpful. 
um, go through that process and say for um, every service that you offer and indeed if you offer that service to different types of people who have different types of requirements then I certainly suggest that you go through that for each of those. And if you found this helpful you might also find um, early episodes which I've done on the podcast on your homepage and your about page helpful too because ultimately they are three most important pages of your website, your homepage, your about page and your services page. And that's it for this week. And we'll see you all again next week. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it. And see you next week.